0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Japan Podcast, your weekly source of news from Japan, and I am one of your hosts, Kenzo. And I am Feg. And this week we will have for you the coronavirus roundup, as always, because yes, that's sir. all there is to talk about lately, and some other select news articles for your listening pleasure. But first. As per usual, we will see what Furik has been up to for the past week. Yep. Not a great deal, to be honest. Um, I've
1: been staying inside a lot, being very responsible during this outbreak. The weather has been quite changeable lately, but it's quite a comfortable kind of season, isn't it, at the moment? Spring in no, Japan. No, no, weather's bad. No,
0: <laughs> really? Well, I don't know. It's been... Hmm. A- uh in and around Tokyo it's been raining non-stop for like the past 2-3 days. Yeah, same here up in Nagano, mm. but
1: I do find that spring and autumn in Japan are, you know, even though they're quite short, I find that they're the most comfortable seasons. You know, summer is too hot and winter is too cold, I find.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, well, okay, well summers too damn humid is what i mean but it's hot yeah and yeah uh, the winter's too damn cold yeah and and spring is too damn rainy (laughs) (laughs) rainy and windy yeah yeah and windy oh i hate the wind so so (laughs) basically i'm just left with the fall yeah and it lasts for about a week yeah and then then i'm freezing my ass off again. Well, it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, a hard knock life, man. Living in this country.
1: Yes, sir. But we got to enjoy at least somewhat temperate, at least somewhat comfortable temperatures during spring, while we can.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly. Al- al- although I-, I may have mentioned this before, but hmm. but the springtime always makes me a bit um, I don't know what's the hmm. word melancholy. Kinda makes oh, me, really? Kind of makes me sad.
1: What, is that particular to the weather here in Japan, or just some general well, thing?
0: Well, the, the reason, I think, is when the weather is actually nice for a change, hmm. it reminds me of the weather back home. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, and it reminds me of the fact that back home, it's hmm. like this all year.
1: Yeah, well... As a Brit, I guess I don't have that luxury.
0: Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as a Brit, do you find the weather in Japan better or worse? Worse I, overall, because, I would say. Yeah, because I know you guys get a lot of shit for having like poor weather up there. but, but <laughs> yeah, so, you, that is- so as a Brit, you think the weather in Japan is, is bad?
1: That's a very interesting point about like the comparison between British and Japanese weather. I have mm. actually looked into it before because it's you know it's just something that people say so often, and I was curious. Yeah, In Japan, yeah. the the rainfall is actually about double that of the UK. Really. However, yeah. However, I do think the UK has more cloudy days with less rain, whereas oh, Japan has more days of
0: heavy rain. Um, oh, so would you say? It, hmm. the the rain is perhaps concentrated it's like in shorter bursts in japan whereas in the uk it's kind of spread out over yeah i believe so more uniform creates, over the course of the year i believe so yeah mm, okay. the
1: summer in britain is just more comfortable than in japan no question about that the hmm. w- winter in britain and japan i think they're somewhat similar in terms of temperatures probably However, as we've kind of mentioned on this show before, Japanese houses aren't really built for the cold. They tend no. to be poorly insulated. Well, without well they're good not heating. poorly
0: insulated; like they're mm. not insulated like <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas
1: British houses at least tend to be warmer. So even <laughs> if the winter is, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You don't live like savages. You have insulation. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so i think overall the weather in the uk is more comfortable
0: wow now that's that's saying something right there (laughs) (laughs) yep how's your week been though uh my week is oh i got i got a story okay from the past week uh well i I haven't gone out or anything but um Hmm. so i have a uh i I rent a mini storage okay um close by and hmm. the, the other day I switched units from, oh, from the right. unit, yep. from, you know, unit A to unit Z or whatever. Hmm. And so, so I moved all my stuff hmm. and my, my lease on the old unit is over. Hmm. I, th- I think it's, it's over on like this, this coming Friday. So, okay. so I got to send my old key back. Hmm. In, in yeah. the post to the uh, yeah. the mini storage company, and mm. when when I signed the lease on the new unit, they gave me like a, like a a, a pre postage paid envelope so I could just drop the key in. Oh, and, okay, yeah, sa- and send That's it handy. Yeah, w- mm. which was nice of them. And, and so a couple of days ago, I I was putting my old key in the envelope. Hmm. And, I was, and then okay, I'm gonna send this off. And out of habit, I, I wasn't even thinking really, but I I licked the envelope. <laughs> All right. Yep. Assuming that there was uh, some kind of glue on yeah. there, and it, it and it didn't. It kind of tasted like like nothing. Like like there was no glue, and I was like, wow, it's some fancy glue. You can't even taste it. <laughs> but but yeah. Then I I, and I folded it. I folded the flap yeah. over, and it was it wouldn't stick. Oh dear! Um, yeah. uh, and I was like, uh oh. Yeah. There's no glue on the envelope. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's rather common over here. I think more yeah. so than in in the U.S. at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah, probably yeah, I would I agree.
0: More th- more so think, than in the UK. Yeah, I think as well. I mm. think in the US it's, it's rare, like very rare, to, to see an envelope mm. that, that doesn't have glue.
1: Mm. Yeah, like on, yeah. on the
0: flap. So that yeah. was uh Yeah, I felt I felt like an idiot licking the because <laughs> <Well, laughs> I was just licking the paper straight up, you know.
1: What if they notice that you licked it when it arrived? If yeah, they think it the looks thing a thing little bit
0: yeah, yeah, after I licked it, then I put glue on it, and then the paper was all like wavy, you know, because it had gotten wet yeah. from, my, from my spit. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, whatever. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're out there listening, uh the the rental people, sorry. And and I I, I don't have the COVID, so so don't worry. <laughs> But, uh, well, yeah, hopefully that's my, they don't notice. my say. story for the week. Yeah, hopefully they, they won't notice. Hmm.
1: Alright, shall we do our little um, coronavirus roundup before we talk about our main stories?
0: Yep. Alright, that's, uh, that's that's all you, man.
1: Okay, I mean, not too much, not too many new developments in regards to coronavirus this week. There were 16,420 people infected when I checked earlier today, on Wednesday the 20th, with 773 deaths. Uh, Still no cases reported in Iwate Iwate Prefecture. Nice. (laughs) Yes, sir. There were no new cases in Saitama, Chiba, Hyogo and Kyoto Prefectures. Overnight in the past day, which is notable because there four prefectures that were included in like the sort of the eight prefectures that are still the focus of ongoing, you know, the ongoing state of emergency, the ongoing Uh, special measures. You know, for for listeners that haven't been keeping up, the Japanese government lifted the state of emergency in 39 out of 47 prefectures the they left it in place in you know basically the major urban centres. Yep. The areas around Tokyo, around Osaka in West Japan, and also Hokkaido in North Japan. Right. The um the government's criteria apparently is or one of their criteria for releasing the state of emergency in you know, the remaining places is an infection rate below 0.5 cases per 100,000 people. Right, appa- right, right. Apparently, we've hit that threshold in West Japan, in the Kansai region already. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep. Um, it's also been reached in Saitama and Chiba prefectures, but as they're near Tokyo, it's unlikely that there will be the state of emergency will be lifted in those areas unless Tokyo also reaches an infection rate yeah, below they're, 0.5. Yeah, they're getting
0: the shaft on that one, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Tokyo's. I think it's a bit... Hmm. Uh, I, I read an article in, in this morning's newspaper, I think, but it said it was at like 0.58 or something, yeah. I believe, in Tokyo, right? Yeah, it's quite close, yeah. Yeah, so they're they're getting there, but... It's getting there, but there's also Kanagawa
1: Prefecture as well in that that sort of geographical grouping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hokkaido seems to be the worst, maybe. I think it was about one, like one per oh, really? 100,000 oh, people. I think so. Go, then. Yeah, yeah, but the, I think the population in Hokkaido is a little bit lower. So maybe, you know, the number of cases might still be quite low. It's just... The way the statistics work.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might make it a little bit
1: difficult for them to hit that threshold. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, apart from that, I I feel like we're in a little bit of sort of like limbo here in in Japan at the moment. How do you feel? Like, certainly in Nagano, it feels a little bit as though people are almost wanting to return to normal a little bit, but
0: not quite sure exactly. yeah. Yeah, I think people are, people are just sick of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's a strange yeah, like situation, they wanna, isn't they it? Wanna, mm-hmm. They want to go out, man. Grab a drink. Yeah, yeah. Or just, like, chill at the cafe or the park or what have you. Like pe- you know, People are tired yeah. of being at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... But then, you know, there's always that possibility where if you open things up then the cases spike again so
1: yeah exactly yeah,
0: yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough balancing act that's for sure it's a tough balancing act isn't it would you say that perhaps maybe
1: it's this these measures to restrict the spread of the coronavirus are mm. difficult for people to take in Japan because people do a lot of socializing outside the home in Japan you know so people would host people less in their home so it means that maybe you know people are sort of missing that going to the pub or the izakaya as, they, as they're called here.
0: yeah yeah that's, Do you that's think there's an element part of that? it yeah mm. um yeah it's interesting you mention that because that that is one <clears throat> one cultural thing that I've hmm. definitely noticed living over here. It's like, people don't go to yeah. each other's houses that much. No, they don't. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Like,
1: you know, I have many friends who I'm quite close with, but I've never been to their house. And I don't know yeah. if I can say the yeah. same about British friends, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, in the U.S., uh, even even if you're not that good of friends with someone, you hmm. might be like, hey, you want to come over, have a beer? Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean it's pretty pretty standard. Um but yeah, over here never. I yeah, people rarely yeah, host
1: others at their houses, do they?
0: Yeah, I think the only time that happens is if you're v- like very good friends mm. with someone or you're in a romantic relationship or yeah, yeah. or your f- family. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are probably the only three times where you would ever go to someone else's house. Yep. Yeah, which is... Yeah, it's odd. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But anyway, we're sort of, you know, rumbling along in this odd state of limbo here in, here in mm-hmm. Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the country divided between places where there is a state of emergency and places where there aren't. And even places where there is a state of emergency, it seems like... At least from the data that's being released, the number of new cases is at a relatively low level.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it, it looks like if, if things keep going the way they are, uh, hmm. the, it, the state of emergency is probably going to get lifted uh, yeah. next Thursday, I think. Yeah, yeah. Thursday that's seems what to be the day they have their, their little meeting where they decide what to do for, for the following week. Seems yes. to on, yeah, they seem to do it on Thursdays. So, yeah, it look, yeah, looks like uh, the entire country will be state of emergency free um, mm. next Thursday. Is what it looks like. Yes, sir. And then we will all be out at the Izakayas to celebrate. Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be huge, man. Oh, that's probably why they <laughs> do it on Thursday. Come to think of it. Uh, well, so people can have a Golden Friday. Yeah, so people can go out on on Friday because because like you know let's let's be honest here that mm. uh, the food service industry that's a big driver of uh, the economy. So, oh, it, it certainly, would, yeah. yeah. So it would make sense for for them to lift the lift bans on Thursday, so then people the following day can see it in the news and then decide to go mm. out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, hopefully next Thursday we can, or next Thursday mm. and Friday, we can go party. Party hardy.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, oh, well, shall we move on to our main stories?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, let me uh, let me pull it. Well, how, how about you, I seem to have lost my notes here. Maybe you can go first. Okay. Well, mine is,
1: Related to coronavirus, so I think it probably fits in quite well here. The uh, story that I want to talk about this week is about the convenience store chain Seven Eleven finally letting some stores close temporarily or reduce their opening hours as a response to the spread of the coronavirus. You know, Seven Eleven being the owner of this um, convenience store chain in Japan, separate yep. from the 7-Eleven chain in the US. And right, the right. individual stores are, um, you know, fr- franchises.
0: Mm-hmm. Although there are the, some corporate-owned ones. Oh, yes, yes. But yeah. the majority... The, the, the vast majority tran- are franchising.
1: The uh, This... The, main sort of content for this story actually comes from quite a good article that's on the new york times website and also the asahi uh, newspaper english website so interested Mm -hmm. listeners can go and have a look for themselves but you know basically anyone who has been to japan will know what we mean when we talk about japanese convenience stores because they are a kind of ubiquitous part of the urban landscape i would say here they're oh yeah certainly yeah right there are vending machines exactly they yeah. come in a kind of standardized format i would say usually one of three large chains 711 the main focus of this story today the largest chain with about 40% of the the market share in terms of number of stores and then there's also Lawson and Family Mart are the two other mm-hmm. big big chains they're virtually i mean this is the topic of this story but they're virtually always open 24 hours the uh, selection of goods is pretty similar isn't it in all of them you know they have kind of snacks sandwiches rice balls ready-made meals and a few basic kind of household goods
0: Uh, yeah they're the the yeah they're more or less interchangeable Mm.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. magazines and newspapers, of course. Right, right, right. Now, this uh, in this article that I mentioned, they talk specifically about an owner of a Seven Eleven, you know, a franchisee of Seven Eleven in Kawasaki, who has finally been able to close his uh, convenience store after operating continuously for about twenty years.
0: Oh man, that, that poor man. Yes, sir. Well, I I just imagine he's been sitting behind the counter for the past twenty years straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the
1: well, yeah. Let's let's get into it now because this is it has been in the news, but even before the coronavirus hit, this issue of franchisees wanting to reduce or change the opening hours of their stores. Yeah. and in particular there was a the case of a 711 in i believe it was near osaka where
0: the yeah it was in the west i remember
1: yeah the the owner wanted to he wanted to close it on new year's day which is you know new year's day is a huge public holiday here in japan and it's traditional yeah. for people to stay at home and eat with their family basically uh mm-hmm. you know, so there's basically no you know, or very few people be using the, the store on that day and he wanted to close it. Yeah. But but the you know the uh seven eleven the the company, they basically refused to allow him to do that. And as a result of these the um the struggle mm-hmm. between this franchise owner wanted to close his store on that day and and the company they ended up terminating his contract so he had to close the store and yeah, it's that yeah. that was the focus of a lot of news coverage yeah yeah it was yeah um the company for their part they said that they had received many complaints about that branch it's you know it's unclear who is right 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 but it seems to be connected to this issue of wanting to keep the stores open for 24 hours. You know, a big part of the brand of these convenience stores is having them open at all
0: times of the day. Yeah, it's basically that. Like that is their their brand.
1: Yes, sir. Exactly. You mentioned it would be a kind of grueling life, and it definitely does seem that way for these franchise owners. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the the companies. You know, Lawson. Family Mart and 7-Eleven, you know, are pretty kind of strict with their rules, you know, apparently, there may be some sort of questionable business practices involved as well. The article that I read made reference to, sort of pressuring stores to over purchase perishable goods, which, you know, they purchase from the, um, you know, the franchises, like the, the right, owners of the right. brands. And then, you know, they they end up having to spoil these these goods, so it's kind of a loss for the stores. They also face quite difficult penalties for quitting the franchise. Oh, really? It Contracts, like, a, yeah. like an exit penalty or something. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And this has, as a result of this, and in particular that the highly publicized case in in December last year that I mentioned, that it yeah. led to this. Uh, inquiry by the government into business, the business practices of these, the franchise brands, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 7 Seven Eleven has actually trialled uh, a sort of scheme for to allow some stores, about two hundred and thirty stores out of twenty-one thousand, that they, you know, twenty-one thousand franchise stores, it so allowed one percent. Yeah, exactly. A very small number. It allowed mm. them to shorten their hours in exchange for forfeiting 2% of their profits. Hmm. Which seems a little bit dodgy.
0: But, yeah, uh, because their margins are probably razor thin to begin with. And then to oh, exactly. Up, to give up 2%, I'm like, I don't know, man. Exactly,
1: exactly. I mean, I think the competition between convenience stores is so tough here as well. It's you know, as you say, margins are surely razor thin. Yeah, the, yeah. I mentioned they're ubiquitous here in Japan, but it's absolutely not uncommon in places like Tokyo. For say, you have a crossing and there's four corners of the crossing. You know, there'll be a convenience store on each yeah, corner. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely everywhere. These uh, convenience stores. Hmm. But mm. so now, um. The topic of this story, with the spread of the coronavirus, it seems that they've, 7 seven eleven in particular, have been kind of quietly allowing some stores to shorten or reduce their opening hours. They've not said anything official about it, and they've said that it's, you know, kind of temporary measures yeah. based on the decisions of the individual franchise owners. But, uh, yeah, they've allowed 236 stores to... To close. so again about one percent of mm, of the mm. total number of stores and a number of other stores have also reduced their opening hours one interesting thing about this it was apparently they there was a lot of pressure on them to do this when um some you know franchise owners pointed out that the head office of like the franchise holding company 7-eleven were, you know, encouraging workers to work from home. They were encouraging kind of like area managers to go on less store visits, things uh-huh. like this, and take precautions against the coronavirus. And at the same time, they're still forcing their franchisees to, uh, you know, to keep the stores open for 24 yeah, hours.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They also have offered, this is 7 again, Offered uh, interest-free loans of approximately four thousand seven hundred U.S. dollars. So I'm guessing yeah, that would yeah. be five hundred thousand uh, Japanese yen, which is probably the figure. Yeah, probably yeah. It um, is. to franchise owners, which doesn't seem like a huge amount. I thought about roughly five thousand yeah, dollars, a little bit less to a business owner, you know. Yeah. Does seem that you know these convenience stores have been hit by the coronavirus, certainly because less people are commuting, you know, people Mm -hmm, are trying to cut mm -hmm. down on their visits to stores and things. The same store sales for the convenience industry as a whole in April were down 10.6%, which Mm -hmm. is the largest drop since 2005, apparently. Customers. Yeah, customer numbers were also down 18.4%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it definitely seems like it's affecting convenience stores.
0: Yeah, al- although I would think it's it mm. probably significantly dependent on the location of the convenience store, I would think. Yeah, um, certainly. Convenience stores in commercial areas... <clears throat> like office buildings areas mm. were probably hit really hard whereas yes exactly on, on, yes whereas on the flip side convenience stores and residential areas might have even seen an increase in sales. Yes. Um, y- yes. You're absolutely because, right. Yeah, mm. because personally I I've probably been going to convenience stores more often now mm. just because I'm I'm yeah. you know, you're not really supposed to be going <clears throat> to like a proper shopping place
1: yeah yeah
0: as as much especially now but you still yeah. gotta buy you know, basic necessities so sometimes mm. if, if i run out of something i'll i mean, because the grocery store you know because with uh reduced hours at a lot of them as well mm. so mm. They, they might not even be open whenever you need something yes so, yes. Going yes to convenience stores more often the ones in my neighborhood yeah 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 you're absolutely right that was in the article
1: that mentioned the same store sales figure that i quoted there that uh-huh. was uh they did and it was released by an industry association and they did mention that as you said that it was convenience stores in kind of business districts and areas yeah, where people yeah. were commuting to that were hit largest you know where it would be office workers a lot of the time buying there yeah exactly their you're buying lunch you or know or snacks whatnot. and yeah. lunch yeah exactly do you have any views on this, uh, you know, the idea that, like, the franchisees should be able to, you know, change the opening
0: hours of their stores or anything? Oh, yeah, you know? I think that's a, that's a step in the right direction, I think. Oh, do you think? Yeah, well, I guess I, I feel like they should be able to look at their numbers. Mm, yes. And and if, uh, if a franchisee wherever he happens to have his shop mm. um like if if he doesn't get any customers or very few customers between the hours of 2 and 5 yes to to the point where he's losing money by being open mm. during those hours yes. then by all means he should be allowed to close
1: yeah yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I have very mixed feelings on this. Normally I kind of take the side of the the individual or the small guy in these sorts of cases, but mm-hmm. the thing that makes me sort of have mixed feelings about this is that the franchise owners are wanting to use you know, the brand or the uh supply Capacity and everything, all the systems of the right, right, right. You know the holding companies, like the the franchise companies. Mm-hmm. You know, I do kind of feel there, or there's certainly a part of me that feels that. You know, if if the big companies want to manage their brand in a certain way, they it's kind of their prerogative to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that, yeah. that is one way of looking at it. Yeah. In theory, at
1: least, there's nothing stopping people from opening individual convenience stores. I mean, I think in practice it would be very Mm. difficult for many people to do that because... Oh, yeah,
0: certainly, yeah.
1: You know, they don't... Like, I can't imagine they'd be able to arrange for all the supply of all the products and things and have the full range of services that would cause people to actually use their convenience stores.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure.
1: On the other hand, like you said about the opening hours, if they... You know, crunch the numbers and work out that it's just not profitable at certain times. Yeah. Then yeah. it does make sense that they should close them. I think personally, if they were able to do that, I think it might lead. I think it might help convenience stores expand into some areas where they haven't been able to so far. Like where I live, it's a half-hour drive to the nearest convenience store. And really? I think, yeah. But Damn. I think if they had, <laughs> I think if they had a convenience store, it would do okay during the day there's enough people around to keep it going during the day i think it i think it would be that you know the 24 hour part of it yeah yeah right 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 it means it wouldn't it wouldn't be profitable also there is an argument as well that you know times are changing people there's less people kind of going in to buy cigarettes and booze and and things you know yeah maybe yeah yeah younger people are sort of focusing more on healthy food and things and there's an image at least that food from healthy uh food from convenience stores isn't that healthy i
0: don't know perhaps that. yeah it's basically seen as semi-junk food i guess yeah exactly yeah, yeah semi-junk food yeah that's a good good way of describing like it not not super junk food like mcdonald's but yeah but sort of yeah in between a healthy meal and a hamburger exactly exactly yeah, yeah.
1: the um so maybe it's time for the big franchise companies, the big convenience store companies, to reevaluate their business models. There's certainly a possibility. I think that after coronavirus goes away or calms down, that they might quietly allow some of these kind of reforms to continue in some shape or form.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it could, it might even be an opportunity for uh, whether it's Seven Eleven or Family Mart or, or Lawson to yeah. If one of those companies just came out and and went went all in on, it's like, hey, we're we're gonna allow franchisees to set their own hours.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, set to me. And
0: yeah. I think it would attract a lot of franchisees. Oh, I agree. And, yeah. And so yeah, there might. I I think there's a lot of focus put on when one of those convenience stores decides to allow for closures during certain hours then that will result in lost business because the clientele will go to the one down the street operated by a different company yeah but 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 yeah if you, i mean if you if you flip that on its head and side with the franchisees and just have more shops in general then that that could be a win right there Exactly. Yeah, they could always do it under a different brand as well. If they,
1: you know, they could call it kind of like, oh yeah, 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 certainly, yeah, like Lawson Local or something. You know, yeah, make it a different a a sub brand or or something to to counter any damage to the that's a pretty good
0: idea. Yeah, have have a have a different brand. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how this develops.
1: We'll see. But, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, interested listeners can read that article on New York Times or Asahi uh, English website. It's quite interesting. Yep. Okay. Oh, well. I believe you had uh, an interesting story for us now.
0: Oh, yeah. This was was a a spicy article. (laughs) All right. Spicy. And and there was a pun intended right there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, the article is there is a man who works for the courthouse in the city of sendai which is i don't know four or five hours north of tokyo
1: Mm, yeah
0: and they are rather famous for their beef tongue up there Mm, yeah so if you're ever up there try out the beef tongue it's pretty good Mm. Um, but in any case this man who works at the courthouse he's in his 50s and okay. he was reprimanded. He wasn't arrested, but he was <laughs> reprimanded because apparently yeah. the, the people didn't press charges. But what he mm. did was there was a local restaurant that he'd he to frequent. Okay. And on three separate occasions, he stole the hot pepper shaker that was on the table. Ooh. And the amount of damage done was a combined total of 1,848 yen, so about $15, mm. $5 a pop. Yeah. And he started his spree in January of this year. Yep. And about and he stole about one every month.
1: Okay. And what was he doing with them after stealing them?
0: Oh, yeah. And and so during the investigation, they asked him what his motive was. He admitted to it. Mm. Mm. They asked him what his motive was. And he said, and I quote, I Mm. like to eat spicy foods. And I wanted to use the peppers at home. Oh, not a good
1: excuse, is it?
0: (laughs) Well, at least he's honest. (laughs)
1: It's like saying, "Well, I I stole a car because I liked the car and I wanted to drive it myself. <laughs> and I wanted to drive
0: it, yeah." Um, and, but he 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 paid back the restaurant. He reimbursed them for their pepper. That's good. Good for him. And he he also quit his job out of shame. Oh, did he? Yeah, he quit. Yeah.
1: We can't have spicy pepper thieves in working in the courthouse, can uh, we? I
0: guess not. Nope. So that's uh, that's my story. <laughs> do we know what? Do we know what kind of restaurant it was? No, it just says a a restaurant. Um, mm, I, I would think like mm. what kind of restaurant has like hot peppers? In, uh, like a ramen oh, restaurant? Yeah, maybe quite a that's few. Kind of what I thought the two ones I thought were either ramen or like a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, yeah, Chinese restaurant. Yeah, it's another possibility.
1: Hmm. He could have just asked the restaurant if he could
0: buy it, couldn't he? I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, they would have let yeah, him. Yeah, you, he... you would think. Yeah. Mm. But maybe, I don't know, maybe it was the, the thrill of, of getting something for free.
1: The thrill of stealing it.
0: Yeah. Or or, or maybe in, in some way he thought that mm. even if he did get caught, mm. that it wouldn't, like, it's not really a crime. Right, because mm.
1: it's low, low value.
0: Yeah, well, lo- low value, and like if you ate it in the restaurant, then yeah, it's okay.
1: Yeah, so, in a weird way.
0: Yeah, in a weird way, right? So if you took it, if you take it home, yeah, like, is it really stealing? Because had you eaten it there, it would have been okay, right?
1: Yeah. Do you think if you dump the ho- the entire thing, of, <laughs> if you used an entire thing of spicy peppers in your in yeah. your food that you ate at the restaurant, do you think they would say anything? Uh,
0: that's, I don't know. That's that's, a, that's an interesting question. I guess, as you
1: say, they couldn't technically, could they? Well, if it's there for you to use, you know.
0: Yeah. I I would think they would tell you to stop. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the restaurant, I mean, they're within their rights to yeah. kick you out and, and yeah. ask you ask you not to come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so I guess there's that, but but uh, I legally I don't think there's much they could do. I don't think. Yeah. And and, and granted, I don't. I I think that's. Part of the reason why he wasn't arrested because yeah it seems like from a strictly legal standpoint they probably couldn't do anything because it was it's free to use yeah yeah or or, i don't know maybe if they pursued it they could have done something but yeah Mm. the value was so low and it probably would have been a lot more trouble than it was worth
1: yeah, do you think he is still able to go back to that restaurant,
0: or do you think he's... I do-
1: <laughs> Well, he did pay him back. Because if it's one of his favourite local restaurants, it's a bit of a shame. If he's screwed himself over there, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he's... Yeah, he lost his job, he lost his peppers, lost his, yeah. his favourite hangout. I hope they were good peppers. Oh, yeah, they better be good. Although they're what five dollars a piece, can't be that yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> probably normal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably yeah, average, average peppers. Yeah, but well, we uh, we wish him the best in his uh, job hunt. Yes, sir. Yeah. And yeah, I guess we'll uh might wrap it up early this week. Yep. Not, that uh, sounds good as, to as, me. Uh, as you can tell, there's not too much to talk about this week, and we're talking about dudes stealing peppers from <laughs> <in> restaurants. <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess we'll call it. As always, you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, you can follow our Instagram and Twitter at the username real japan guys or uh, check out our website at thereal.jp and email us at mail at the yes sir and leave us a like and a subscribe on iTunes
1: or a yeah, review would, on iTunes
0: yeah that would help out immensely yeah mm. uh, iTunes Spotify yeah I mean whatever whatever your uh, your jam is Uh, leave us a like and subscribe Um, with uh, yeah so with that being said we will see you all again next week goodbye listeners bye bye